You're listening to Shalise's Podcast. Let's pray and let's jump into today's juicy topic. Awesome. Well, Father, thank you for these world changers that are here today listening to this broadcast. And I thank you, Father, that even though right this moment, they may not think of themselves as a world changer, I thank you that they are here listening to this broadcast by divine appointment, which means they are a world changer. And the reason that they are a world changer, Father, is because the greater one lives in them. Thank you that we are one with Jesus Christ, with the risen Lord Jesus Christ. And the word is true. The same spirit that raised up Jesus from the dead actually dwells inside of us. We have unthinkable power, unmeasurable power. We have the God that created everything that we see that said, let there be light living inside of us. And all that's left for us to do is believe it. Thank you that you've called us believers for a reason. And we are here today because we are ready. We are ready, Holy Spirit, to be led into the truth that transforms us into believing believers. Uh, Because we know all things are possible if we can believe. And so we just yield. We yield as living sacrifices. We yield as those who have been redeemed, who have been crucified with Christ and no longer live. Father, we just say, have your way in today's broadcast. Blow our minds, renew our minds, correct us and uh, correct our image. Correct the image that we have of ourselves. Correct the image that we have of our life and of our destiny, Father. Uh, Astound us with your goodness and with your faithfulness and with the gospel. Once again, (laughs) refresh our souls, Daddy, as we just... Uh, get excited and happy about the gospel and what that means for us personally and what that means for the people that are in relationship with us and the, and the people that we are called to influence. So we just give you praise. We give you honor. We thank you for this tribe. We thank you for uh, just those that you're gathering in this hour to be the light and make a difference in the world. And so we just thank you for it and we call it done in Jesus name. All right. Amen. Well, welcome you guys to the broadcast where we are going to be going for the answer or talking about how to get the answer and the importance of the answer to the third big cue. If you've been following this series, you know that we are in the process of answering what I call the five big questions of life. And I truly believe with all of my heart that these are the five most important questions that you will ever ask and you will ever answer in your lifetime. And just as a little bit of background, I mean, this these five questions are really the foundation of my work in my book, The Path, they're the foundation in our school, Emerge uh, School of Transformation. And these five questions have the power to completely catapult you into the life that you were born to live. We've already done uh, broadcasts on the first two questions, which let me just go through the five questions again. So if you're taking notes or you're forgetting what they are, this will be a good refresher for you. But the first cue is who is God? The second cue is who am I? The third cue is why am I here? 
The fourth cue is where am I headed? And the fifth cue is how do I get there? And your answers to these questions will absolutely determine the not only the quality of your life, but the trajectory of your life. And how we answer them really, really matters. It's really important that we have, I don't even want to call it new covenant theology, although that's one word for it, but that we have a Christocentric theology when we answer the question, who is God? And that we take the time to really uh, detox from uh, religious ideas about God. And, and when I say religious ideas about God, I mean really the illusion of separation from God and that we, we spend time really marinating in the gospel and, and really every single day because it is a revolutionary message. Christ in us is a revolution. It, it is truly a revolution, not just in our own identity as a, as a new creation, but it is meant to be a revolution in the entire universe, in the cosmos, because God was in Christ reconciling the cosmos the universe, the world to himself. And so it changes everything. And so having really good theology when we answer the questions, who, who is God and who am I, has really been the focus of the last two broadcasts. And if you haven't listened to those, I really encourage you to do that. Uh, you know, you can get those on, on my blog, on the website. You can subscribe to the, po the popular uh, podcast platforms, iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, all of those, or obviously you can join our Path to Purpose group on Facebook, and those are presented there as Facebook Lives. But I really encourage you to dive into the entire series. And if you haven't downloaded my book, you can get a free copy at www.thepathfreebook.com. Uh, that's the PDF version. You can go on Amazon and search The Path uh, by Shalise Jimenez, and you can get a hard copy of that book. Uh, you can go to Shalise.com and you can watch our free training, Five Keys to Hearing God About Your Purpose. And that is an incredible about 45 minute training on the importance of these cues and the importance of knowing your life purpose. So we have a lot of resources out there for you. As always, if you're interested in you know working with us and, and, and applying to Emerge, uh, you can always schedule uh, what we call a breakthrough call and we can talk to you more about that. But anyway, there's tons of ways for you to connect into resources to help you answer these five questions. And so today, as I said, we're going to be hopping into the third big cue, which really is designed to build upon the previous two cues, who is God and who am I? In fact, when I work with my students and, and we're going through the process of discerning these and having conversations and encounters with God to answer these questions, what I tell them is that when we're done with the answers to these five cues, it's really going to be like a story. Everyone is going to relate to the next one and it's going to make so much sense. I mean, the answers to these cues are like putting a compass in your hand. It really gives context to your entire life. And, and I think a lot of people don't realize the power of purpose. You know, purpose is not like, I, I say it this way, it's not like a side dish. You know, it's not something we add on to the rest of our life. No, it's the main course of our life. And really purpose is really, it's supposed to be the center of our life where everything else in our life 
revolves around, right? I mean, obviously Christ is the core, but then right around that is our calling and our purpose. And so the answer to why am I here is a life defining question. And knowing this answer is one of the most powerful things that you can discover as a follower of Jesus. Because I tell people, you know, there's, you know, Matthew 6, 33 says, seek ye first the kingdom and all of these things will be added unto you. But there is a supernatural flow to life. There is a miraculous, I call it the vortex. You know, there is a miraculous way that life begins to supernaturally function for us when we are in purpose, when we have fully surrendered to the call of God on our life. And before I get too far into this, I also am surprised, honestly, number one, we, we live in a purposeless pandemic. I know that we've got coronavirus and a bunch of stuff going on right now, but the true pandemic is purposelessness. Uh, you know, the word of God in Proverbs says that without vision, people perish. Another translation says without people, without vision, the people cast off restraint. They run wild, it says in the message translation. And so purpose is this uh, anchor in our lives that is it just really does bring meaning and fulfillment and the significance that that so many people are are without i mean i i remember you know when i was really just surrendering my life to god and you know, I remember going to one of the bars that I used to go to before I'd surrender my life to God. And this was, you know, post Jesus. And I remember going into the bar and thinking about all of the hours that I had spent partying and in the bars. And I remember looking around at all of the people and thinking, oh my gosh, like these people have no clue about where they're going in life. And it really made me think of that scripture in Proverbs that without vision, without purpose, I mean, we really do just run around wasting time. And there's so many scriptures that we could talk about, you know, uh, about the importance of not wasting time. But, you know, where I really want to go with this is that, you know, it surprises me how many people really are not clear about their purpose, are not uh, living in their purpose. And there's a myriad of reasons for this. But I mean, it, the, the statistics are something crazy, like 95% of people on the planet cannot clearly articulate their why. They cannot tell you, you know, in one sentence, I mean, frankly, in one word, their purpose or why they are here. And, you know, when you don't have clarity, it is very difficult to make decisions. I mean, because purpose drives those things. Honestly, it should be driving where we live. It should be driving who we marry. It should be driving every other decision in our life. And I think the other part that surprises me is that not only do people um, not know it, but then it's not like a priority for them. And it's like I said, it's like treated like a side dish rather than the main dish. And then I think the last surprise to me, and I don't know, you know, if you've had convert, I mean, I talk with people every single day about their purpose, about their relationship with God, about their union with Jesus. And I am amazed at how many people don't really make it a priority. I mean, and I actually confront that when I chat with people, and it's not easy. It's not easy being that person that is standing in front of someone saying, are you leaving all to follow Jesus? You know, when Jesus was in his earthly ministry and he told people to follow him, I mean, like it, go read the gospels. I mean, these were radical decisions. I mean, Jesus told Peter, leave your nets, leave your, leave your business and come follow me. 
right? He, he told the rich young ruler, sell all that you have, give to the poor and follow me. And the guy obviously didn't do that. And there were many people who could not make that decision. Yes, I'm going to fully surrender to the call of God in my life. And the call of God on your life and your purpose are interchangeable. And we all have them. You know, it is the great commission, meaning it is for all of us are here to make disciples of the nations. Now, granted, the way that looks is very, very different. Our sphere of influence is very, very different. And the call of God on your life is not some, you know, religious thing necessarily. Like, okay, I'm going to go into full-time ministry or I'm going to go feed the poor or I'm going to go on a missions trip. I mean, no, we people are, I mean, and I know we know this, but it, it sometimes gets lost in the religious dogma, right? I mean, people are called to be amped people are called uh, to be dentists. I mean, there are such, you know, Jesus, if he is truly in us, what that means is that wherever we are, whatever we're called to do is designed to be supernatural. And, you know, making that decision to follow Jesus at whatever the cost it is, I mean, it is it is our purpose to do that. And I just am amazed at how many people, and I'm one. I mean, I did not know my purpose until I was really in my 30s. I mean, I did the, the, the same thing that most of us do, right? I mean, I grew up in America. I grew up in this idea of the American dream. And I grew up in the, you know, you, you go to school, you, you get a degree, you go get a job, you get a career, you get married, you buy a house, you have children, you work there. I mean, that was, that's the story, right? And, and now we live in a very different world where, you know, not necessarily people are retiring from the company that they started in their 20s. But that whole idea of, of finding a career versus pursuing a calling is ingrained in us in the Western world. And so I want to just dismantle some of this today. And I think the first part of the message is just to, to really encourage you that, you know, I say this in my book, I say this in the in my training, I say this, you know, everywhere, that if you do not know your purpose, your purpose from this moment forward is to find your purpose. In fact, if you will make that decision, if you don't know what your purpose is, that I am making the decision to find my purpose, well, you can't say that I don't know my purpose anymore because your purpose is to find your purpose until you find your purpose, and then you'll have your purpose. So purposelessness is truly uh, not, doesn't have to be this like state that we just stay in and that we live in. We can make a decision. We can surrender to the call of God in our life without even knowing what it is yet. And when we make that decision, like I am making a decision, my determined purpose is to know my purpose. When we make that decision, you are no longer in the purposeless crowd. Now you may not have crystal clear clarity yet. You may not know all the specifics of it yet, but watch and see what happens when you do that. Things will begin to supernaturally align. In fact, I am amazed at how people get connected to us in our school supernaturally. I mean, I have people get on these breakthrough calls with me and my team and they literally are telling me, yeah, I saw you on Dan Cullum's website or, you know, um, I mean, so-and-so was saying something. And I mean, like, I tell you there is really no natural way that that could happen. It's not like I know these people. <laughs> I don't even know how people show up. I mean, we have had people drive halfway across the country on a word that God said, go here and meet this person. I mean, the supernatural kicks in when we 
surrender fully to the call of God in our life. And so I want to kick things off as we dive into kind of shifting here. So, I mean, I've been talking so far about the importance of this question and knowing the answer to this question, but now I want to shift gears a little bit and I want to go into this scripture. Uh, I don't even really remember when I first came across it, but it I actually now I do. Okay. I'm going to, I'll share where I heard it. Um, I heard it way back in my thirties from, uh, from a mentor who had a very, very active prayer life. And they would get up every single morning and pray in the spirit for an hour. Now, this person had a background in the military. I mean, it, you know, they were a very disciplined person. So I, please don't hear this as like you got to get up and pray in the spirit for an hour every morning. That's not the point. But the point is, when I got introduced to the scripture, it was by this person that was very disciplined that got up in the morning and prayed in the spirit for an hour a morning. And the reason, the motivation that got them up in the morning praying was this scripture. And I'll talk about that here in a moment after I read it more. But here's what it says. It's Ephesians 2.10, and it's specifically in the Amplified Classic Version. And I love the way uh, the Amplified Version amplifies the meaning of some of the Greek words in the translation. So here's what it says in verse 10. It says, for we are God's own handiwork, his workmanship recreated in Christ Jesus, born anew, that we may do those good works which God predestined, planned beforehand for us, taking paths which he prepared ahead of time that we should walk in them, living the good life which he prearranged and made ready for us to live. So, you know, back to the story about this mentor who prayed. He, the reason this person got up and prayed for an hour every day in the spirit was because they had a revelation that there were, there was a plan, there was a purpose, there were good works that they had been predestined before time began, before the foundation of the world to accomplish. And that these works were not just planned, but there were paths, specific paths that had been prepared and there uh, so that they could walk in them and that they would live the life that God had designed for them. And so they knew that by praying in the spirit of hour every day, that things were supernaturally being aligned, that they were praying beyond their intellect, they were praying in tongues, and that they just knew that life was meant to supernaturally work out. And again, I'm not saying this to say, okay, you need to go pray for an hour, but it's a very powerful revelation that motivated this person to live the uh, the life that God had designed and destined for them, to walk down the paths, to walk in the purposes that God had planned for them. And I, you know, I know we, you know, we think of scriptures like Jeremiah 29, 11, you know, I know the plans and the purposes I have for you, say if the Lord plans to to prosper you and give you a, a you know, a, an, a, a specific end. Uh, I'm paraphrasing. But the point is, these new covenant, these new Testament scriptures are, are even more powerful than that. Because if you read in Ephesians chapter one, or you read in Romans chapter eight, there are scriptures that say that we were chosen in Christ before the foundation of the world, that before the fall of the world, before Adam ate the apple, we were from God's perspective in Christ because the lamb was slain before the foundation of the world. And so you have been known, not just in your mother's womb, you have been known before time began. And every single one of us has been recreated in Christ. 
We have been born again, born from above. We have been crucified with Christ. It's no longer us that's living. It's Christ in us and Christ in us needs to be expressed through us. You know, if you've followed my teaching for more than a minute, you know, I have this little saying that I say, you know, I'm Jesus in a Chalice suit, right? Well, you guys that are, you know, here listening, you're, you know, Jesus in a Renee suit, Jesus in a Tiffany suit, Jesus in a Jennifer suit. And these good works that we are predestined to do are truly supernatural things. These aren't just, you know, when, when God talks about work, he talks about miracles, okay? He's not talking about good deeds, good, you know, good uh, uh, serving others, you know, impoverished. Or I mean, not that those are not good works that he may have ordained us to do, but when God talks about work, he's talking about miracles. I mean, on the seventh day, when God rested from his work, he was creating the universe by the force of faith with his words. Okay, this, this was a manifestation of the invisible, uh, really the realm of God creating the kingdom, if you will, being created through the words of God, him saying, let there be light. And it's a type and a shadow, really, of what we as believers are here to do. I mean, in John 14, it says the same works that Jesus did, we will do also. What kind of works are those? Well, guess what? They're called signs and wonders, miraculous things. You know, Jesus would say, if you don't believe me for the words that I speak, believe me for the works that I do. What works? Miracles. Work in the Bible is a miraculous uh, manifestation of the invisible but very real power of God. And so we are recreated in Christ Jesus for a supernatural life where we are doing things that are far beyond the ability of people that are not living in union with Jesus and abiding in the vine. And if we are not living supernaturally, I mean, this is not meant to condemn anyone. It just is meant to say, hey, there's more, you know, because I grew up in church my entire life. And it wasn't until my 30s, until I started getting a hold of the real gospel and and the power of the Holy Spirit, that I realized that my life should look like a Bible story. Like if I wrote a book called Shalice 1 and 2, like that, that should be my testimony, my story of walking in Christ, with Christ, and that the Bible really could continue to be written by every generation who, who by the believers, because the works of God have not ceased. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And we are here to glorify God. We are here to release the glory of God. And every single one of us has the glory of Jesus Christ inside of us. The Christ in us is the hope. It is the, the potential of glory being released in us. But here's the thing. When we don't understand the gospel, when we don't have a, a, an identity that is aligned with a son of God, we end up living like mere human beings. And the reality of it is, and I said this in the last two broadcasts, that until you have a clear image of God, free from religion, free from separation, free from, you know, just the distortions that we've been raised with in the world and in, in church and in our families of origin, and until we have a, an identity that is truly rooted in our union with Jesus Christ, that it truly is us that is no longer alive, that we are 
filled with the glory of God, with the spirit of God, with the supernatural wonder working power of God, namely the Holy Spirit, who is the miracle worker, we will not even be in position to receive our purpose because our purpose by its very nature is supernatural. Uh, The vision is bigger than you can do on your own. It is a life of miracles. It is a life of supernatural provision. It is a life of divine coincidences and the manifestation of heaven on earth. Why? Because the kingdom is within you. And so growing up into the fullness of the stature of Jesus Christ and growing in the knowledge of the glory of God, not the glory of God in heaven, the glory of God within us is a prerequisite to you truly being able to receive your purpose and your calling. And and I just by design, we are supernatural. We are partakers of God's divine nature. And so we have to be prepared to think way bigger than what we humanly can do. We have to think beyond our education, beyond our degrees, beyond our natural abilities and and tap into the mind of Christ, tap into the dreams of God, tap into his business, which is to expand the kingdom. Jesus Christ is Lord and of the, of the, of the, um, increase of his government there is no end the kingdom of god is increasing i know the world may look dark i know that there's all kinds of theology and end time stuff talking about how it's all going to get worse and worse and worse and i will tell you my personal opinion is that the enemy is brilliant because if you can paralyze the church from discovering who they are and get them in fear and get them seeing a vision of the future that is not kingdom dominating, well then the very power of the church, the very power of being a believer is shut down. And I will tell you never before in in my lifetime has there been a greater need for the light to be shining, for Jesus to be showing up in our skin every single day, healing the sick, casting out the devils, raising the dead, doing the same works as Jesus, living supernaturally, providing finances, providing kingdom expansion, and blessing others because we are living from another realm. We are living from a kingdom reality. We've been translated from the kingdom of darkness and into the kingdom of God. And this is a real reality reality right now, right, right, right now. And just to kind of reiterate that we have to know who we are. We have to understand the gospel. We have to have a clear picture of what Jesus Christ accomplished on the cross in order to live our destiny. I want to go to another one of like, this is really one of my all time favorite scriptures. And I, I, I might just teach a whole series on Philippians chapter three, because it is just so powerful. And I want to go here today again in the app, in the amplified version if I can spell uh, Philippians and I want to go to three chapter three and I want to go to this because there's a a beautiful uh, way that the amplified translates uh, Ephesians. I think it's Ephesians 310. Let me get there. Um, Yes. And this is the apostle Paul writing to the, the, the church in, uh, in Philippi from prison. 
And Philippians is such an incredible book because it is a testimony of the power of our identity, the power of the gospel. The power, you know, the gospel is the power of salvation. And what that means is that there is nothing that can stop us. There's, there is no external circumstance that can dictate who we are, how we feel, because we have an internal source that the Christ in us it empowers us to do all strength, all things. He is our strength. He is our, our joy. And we have rivers of living water coming from within us. And Paul was drinking from another source when he was in prison. But this, this scripture in Philippians 3.10 in the Amplified Version just tells you how Paul was able to do this because he built his calling on this primary identity and an understanding of the gospel. And so here's what he says in Philippians 3.10 in the Amplified Classic Version. And he says this, he says, for my determined purpose is that I may know him, talking about Jesus, that I may progressively become more deeply and intimately acquainted with him, perceiving and recognizing and understanding the wonders of his person more strongly and more clearly. And that I may in the same way, what way? Progressively, deeply, intimately perceiving, recognizing and understanding, come to know the power outflowing from his resurrection which it exerts over believers and that I may so share in his sufferings. And when he says sufferings, he's not talking about suffering for Jesus. He's talking about sharing in his crucifixion, sharing in the suffering of Jesus on the cross, that he would be so identified with the crucifixion of Jesus. He says, as to be continually transformed in spirit into his likeness, even into his death, and then he says, in the hope that if possible, I may attain to the spiritual and moral resurrection that lifts me out from among the dead, even while in the body. Now, I'm telling you, these two scriptures are worth wrapping your head around with some really good Christocentric theology. Because what Paul is saying is that my determined purpose is to live like a resurrected human being. And I am so determined <clears throat> to leave my human identity. If you read it in context, Paul's talking about that he has reason to brag about who he was in the flesh, who he was in the natural. Benjamin, tribe of Benjamin, you know, here he is, the Israelite of the Israelites, righteous, you know, all of these things. But he says he counts all of that human identity as complete refuse, as trash compared to the excellency of knowing Jesus Christ, his Lord. And he wants, he wants righteousness that is found in Christ. And so he was obsessed with his message. He was obsessed with the revelation of the resurrected Lord Jesus Christ and knowing him intimately and per perceiving him and recognizing him and understanding the resurrection power that flows through us because he was determined to experience the fullness of what Jesus accomplished on this side of heaven. He wanted to live like a resurrected being before he died and was resurrected in the end of days. 
And this is a crazy, crazy purpose. It obviously drove him to write these letters that we are still studying 2,000 plus years later, his revelation of the cross, his revelation of what Jesus accomplished really is a Pauline revelation. It takes the Pauline revelation to understand what Jesus is saying when he's talking about going to be with the Father and having a mansion that he's prepared for you because that's the Father's house. It's him. In In the Father's house, there's many mansions. There's many dwelling places. And it's not some castle in the sky. No, it's in Christ. You are one with the Father. They say that Jesus is one with the Father. And and these houses that he prepared for you are inside of your Father. And But that lens comes from Paul. And Paul's lens comes from this determined purpose. Now, his purpose on top of this, his calling, it says that he was separated from his mother's womb to be an apostle to the Gentiles. So there was a specific call on Paul's life. But that call was accomplished through this process that he went through, through the intimate knowledge of God, through the intimate understanding of his union. He was doing what he was called to do supernaturally. And I'll tell you what, they couldn't kill this guy. They stoned him. He was shipwrecked. I mean, he lived supernaturally. And signs and wonders followed him. And this revelation, I mean, he he operated out of this. Now, here's what I want you to know. This isn't just for the Apostle Paul, because guess what? We're the same thing. We're made of the same material that the Apostle Paul is. We also were crucified. We also have the access to the Father that Jesus has because we're in in Christ. Our intimacy with God is determined by Jesus's intimacy with God. We have the mind of Christ. We have the ability to receive the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of him. The apostle Paul prayed for the uh, church at Ephesus that their eyes would be enlightened so they would understand the hope of their calling. They would know it. And so, beloved, the the answer to these questions, the, the, the dive deep into the truth, the fruit of that is a life lived on purpose. It is a life lived fulfilling the call of God on your life. Now, there is, you know, the generic call on all of our lives, right? To glorify God, to in all things be thankful, to manifest the fruit of the Spirit. But these are things that we live because we have the character of Christ manifesting through us. And really, it's just mind renewal that's left to do, guys. It's really just repenting, changing our thinking, changing our mind, and believing the gospel. And and so here's what I want you to know. God has a purpose. God has a why for you. And it is possible. And I know it's possible because I do it every single day. I mean, we graduate graduates from Emerge every single month and they walk out across on that graduation day with their answer to those five cues. Very, very specific, specific down to the point of, of one word. I mean, if I give my my why in one word, my why is transfiguration. I am here to trans, be transfigured. I'm here to transfigure the body of Christ. I am here to reveal the glory of God that is within us. And I am here to transfigure the, the, the earth. I am here to reveal the reconciliation of all things that has occurred in Christ. That, that the universe has been, is, is being upheld by Jesus Christ, the personhood of Jesus Christ. It's being upheld by the power of his word. 
This is no longer just a creation. I mean, it's moaning and groaning for the sons of God. We are in partnership with God's creation to manifest the heaven, heaven on earth. I mean, the miracles that Jesus did, stilling storms, walking on water, changing water into wine. I mean, those are physical transformations of, of the glory and the dominion of Jesus Christ. And so I know I'm taking you a little bit out there, but hey, welcome to my world, right? This is normal Christianity. But yet we are, most of us are living far beyond our privileges. We're living naturally. We are not uh, well-versed in our union with Jesus, living out of that place where, where we're relating to ourselves as new creations. Uh, we, we have all kinds of issues, the same issues in the body of Christ, many times as people that don't even know Jesus. We've got, and again, this is not a condemnation. This is an identity and purposeless problem that we are here to collectively solve. And, and it starts by us, by us surrendering to the call of God on, on our lives. It starts by us renewing our minds and getting clear about who God is and who we are. Because from that place, guess what? Now we're equipped to go and make disciples of all nations because God has a purpose to use you to make disciples. He has a purpose to, to bless the world through you and your purpose fits you like a glove. It is like breathing. And, and it, it, just because you don't know it doesn't mean you can't do it. So I mean, I know I've said a whole lot here in this in this broadcast today, but, you know, you are strategic. You are important. And my job as a ministry gift in the body of Christ is to equip you for the body of Christ. You know, I am so grateful that I get to wake up every single day and release God's kids into purpose, into identity, and really just position people into these most incredible visions, the most incredible dreams that God has for us. I mean, it is glorious, you guys. I mean, just being able to sit and listen to the glory that God has put inside of people and watch it be released and watch God supernaturally do through people Watch Jesus manifest through people is just truly the most satisfying, the most glorious life that I personally could live. And everyone that is in their purpose feels the exact same way. Now, does that mean that it doesn't come without, you know, does it come without trials? Does I mean, no, you, I mean, I live by faith. We live by faith, you guys. I mean, I live from glory to glory and faith to faith, from bigger manifestation, from bigger miracles, from, from God stretching me and expanding me to believe for more, to, to step out of the boat. And, and so it's, it's a continual glorious life. You know, I'm going to be doing a, a, another broadcast towards the end of the month. I think it's called the world changers job description. And I'll be talking about, you know, that, that we, as believers, we as the church, we are designed to be overcomers. We are designed to be people that uh, win every single time, right? And, but, but, you know, that doesn't come without obstacles. It doesn't come without challenges. And so developing the right mindset in your purpose is also huge. You know, you, we come to the place where you are living out of your identity and you just, you just recognize, hey, I, I eat problems for lunch. 
Like I wake up every single day to solve problems. What are the problems we're solving today? That's what sons of God do. So don't, you know, even though our lives are supernatural, it doesn't mean that we're living without trials. I mean, there is no such thing. We, you know, is a perfect life, not in this, not on this side, right? Um, but the beautiful thing is, is that he always causes us to triumph. That, that we have the victory in him because he's already overcome the world. He's defeated the enemy. He has stripped him of power. And the only power he has left is deception and fear and, you know, just the, just leading people in uh, that are deceived. So, oh, it's good news, guys. It's good news. And God is more interested in you knowing these, these, these answers to these questions and you stepping into your purpose than you are. You know, the thing about our yes to God is that it comes with the entire kingdom backing us up. When we are expanding the father's business, well, guess what? The father foots the bill. I have a student emerge that says God's will, God's bill. And that is so true. No soldier goes to war at their own expense. I mean, do we have to believe God? Does it get a little scary because we don't know where it's coming from? Sure. But welcome to Welcome to supernatural living. Welcome to being a believer. That's what the Bible is full of. Stories of people who believed God and saw him do incredible things over and over. Supernatural things, miraculous things over and over again. So beloved, there is a completely different way to live. There is a happy way to live. There is a, a powerful way to live. There is a purposeful way to live. And that is the way of the kingdom. That is a way of sonship. That is a w the way of living in union with Jesus and abiding in the vine. And so, you know, I am so, so happy <laughs> that you are here today listening to this. And we'll, you know, we'll have uh, the podcast out here, you know, a week or so from this recording. Obviously, the replay will be back here on the Path to Purpose. I mean, bring your friends, you guys. If you don't have, if you have not, uh, you know, told your friends about the Path to Purpose, oh my gosh, get them in here. Get them listening to the podcast. I am so blessed by the people that I speak to every single week. I mean, all over the world that are that are tuning into the podcast. The gospel is being preached, you guys. People are, are being transfigured. My personal purpose is being fulfilled. And my purpose is to help you fulfill yours. Walk in and walk in the fullness of what it means to be a son of God. What it means to have Christ in you manifesting through you. So God bless you. Have an amazing, amazing week. Share the message. And you guys make it your purpose to know your purpose if you don't know your purpose. And if we can serve you in any way, please don't hesitate to reach out. Alrighty. God bless you. Have an amazing week. Thanks for listening to Shalisa's podcast. This recording is in part made possible by our listeners. To partner with us, visit Shalise.com where you can donate and help us spread the good news of our unshakable union with Christ around the globe. You can also find a link there to download Shalisa's book, The Path, for free. And if you're ready to discover the call of God on your life and the purpose he created you for, then visit us at Shalise.com and watch Shalise's free training where you'll hear five keys to hearing God about your life purpose and transitioning into it. Thanks again for listening. Until next time, don't forget, the world needs the Christ in you.